Welcome to the Social Media Mindset Podcast. Social media is hard, but trying to do social media as somebody else is impossible. Do you struggle with imposter syndrome? Do you hate seeing yourself on camera? Are you unsure of what platform to be on and how often to show up there? Well, join the club. On every episode, you'll hear a real life person talk about their successes and struggles on social media, how they overcame their own insecurities, and they'll give practical insight for you to apply today. So if you're ready, let's start the show. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Social Media Mindset. And I have, you've never heard of this before, a mortgage meteorologist with me in the show today. I, I'm so excited that the backstory on this, guys, is what's fun about speaking at events is you get to meet people that live far away from you that you would never even knew existed had you not both been at this event. And so what I like to do is when I am at an event with people I don't know, I love to get in their DMs and say, what's up and and say, hi, can't wait to meet you. And and so Kayla, you and I met at Social Con. I don't, what was that a month ago now? And you, you're just so fun. And so uh, I started following you. You started following me. We we both kind of said, "Wow!" Like I feel like I already know you because of the way we live our lives on social media. And so you are a mortgage meteorologist. You are kicking butt in what I call the Great White North <laughs> of North Dakota. And y'all still have snow on the ground. I was wearing shorts and flip-flops outside yesterday. And, and so I am just so honored to have you on the show. Welcome. Well, thank you for that wonderful introduction. Yes, I am a mortgage meteorologist. I've kind of coined that. Yeah, and- tell people what that, like, because when you said what it meant, I was like, that's incredible. Yeah, right? People are like, well, it's engaging. What does this mean? It causes curiosity. Well, I'm a mortgage lender. Obviously, I I find all 50 states. I'm a mortgage loan originator, but I like to tell people a little bit more than just that. You know, there's a million mortgage lenders, but just like a meteorologist tries to prepare people, you know, so that we're proactive versus reactive. No one wants to be caught out in a storm in, let's just say, Fargo in flip flops. I like to help prepare my clients with their financing needs of their home loan. And so I am called the mortgage meteorologist for that reason. I love it so much. (laughs) So we've got the mortgage meteorologist with the video marketing therapist. Hmm, I like that. What in the world is about to happen (laughs) on this episode? (laughs) I'm excited. (laughs) So Kayla, I want to hear, and part of this is for me, because though I feel like I know you, we haven't got to spend a whole lot of time like hanging out in person, getting yeah. to know each other. And so I, I want to know just your your story with how did you even find yourself in this wild world of mortgage? You know, that's a wonderful question. And it's probably going to be similar to most. And it's accidentally. Yeah. Um, I grew up on a farm. And when I say a farm, I don't mean animals. It means, you know, crops and, um, you know, different, you know, uh, machinery, things like that. So I'm the youngest of six. And what? when I, yes, wow. that's why I'm always trying to keep up with everybody else um, <laughs> to prove myself. So I was actually, Kyle, grow, growing up working in fields of like 
peas and corn and, and such. And at the age of five, I was out picking weeds and sticks, hoeing trees, working in grain bins at the age of five. That was my wife. Really? Her dad owned their town's grain elevator. Oh man. So she's been cleaning out the boot, like the, the boot pits and she knows hard work. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, there's no doubt. There's no no doubt. It's a lot. And by the time I was 15, I was thinking I'm done with this dad. I'm going to go get a real job at the Dairy Queen. Yeah. I wanted to work at the diner and here's the thing though. They weren't hiring. Mm. I was so mad, but they were hiring at the bank. And so I thought, well, I can file papers. That won't be hard. I can take, you know, make phone calls. Oh no. I got the job and I was a full on customer service rep teller at the age of 15. Wow. Cash learning very quickly how important confidentiality is, how important Mm. that, you know, it is for clients finances. And that took me all through high school, through college. And then when you work at a bank, you're usually having every single job that you can think of. And at some point I just became a mortgage lender. And so as that, you know, I was up there for 11 years and then that spurred into, you know, taking opportunities at other mortgage companies or banks. And truthfully, that's just where I've gotten today is, is a mortgage lender um, at a bank here in Fargo. I love it. It, those stories are always the best stories, Mm -hmm. right? When, when we, when kind of our, you know, our, our passion doesn't necessarily take us there on purpose. It just right. kind of evolves out of what, what we were doing before. And, and so I know, so you've been, you've been in lending how long now? So I've been an actual mortgage loan officer, actually, you know, taking applications and, and yeah. that since about 2017, I was in a hybrid role of a processor. Okay. okay. If people don't know processors, you know, take the application there and, and do yep. a lot of paperwork. And so I've been officially full on licensed doing apps since about 2017. Okay. So you've been doing this seven ish years mm-hmm. as an actual loan originator. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the moment where like something happened and you were no longer just originating loans, but you were like, there is this thing called social media and if I don't take this serious, like mm-hmm. it's going to be an issue. It was there, a, was there like a definitive moment for you? Yeah. And no one's ever asked me this question. Uh, so it's got me thinking a bit. Yeah. One of the things, this is actually kind of funny. I had been using LinkedIn quite a bit and I've okay. been using that since I'm guessing if I had to around 2014. So right when I got into, to kind of loan processing and originating, but I remember being at a bar and someone random came up and said, you're the LinkedIn girl. And oh. I'm like, who is this? And I started to realize that even though I didn't know people, they knew who I was. Mm. And it was a quick realization that I need to make sure that, you know, just because I don't know people, I need to always make sure that, you know, I'm well representing my company, which, yeah. you know, obviously we are, but it was that point where I'm like, huh, this is interesting. And when I would be out and about, people were always knowing what I was doing in my career all the time. Yeah. And that's when things started to spin. But I think the moment after that, where I realized I needed to lean in more was I looked at my pipeline and I looked yeah. to see where my referrals were coming from. And it hit me that it came mostly from somebody that I met on LinkedIn that asked me 
about um, some type of product or program or place I was financing. And that good experience with that person led to future referrals. And wow. And then that leads to, you know, oh, wow, I know that person because of that, which led to that. And that's yeah. when I realized this is a very powerful tool. Are you ready for this? Oh, I don't know. I <laughs> used to be called the Facebook guy. You were. Yeah. When I, when we moved to Oklahoma, I didn't know anybody and we started a roofing company. So horrible decision to start a new company in a place where you know no people. <laughs> and so I was just networking. And then at the time I was like, realtors know all the roofs. And so I just started friending realtors on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'd show up at networking events and people would be like, hey. how do I, have we met before? Yeah. And, and so then finally it'd be like, you're the Facebook guy. Like that's the reason we know. So we've got the LinkedIn girl and the Facebook guy. Joining forces on a podcast today. Unbelievable. So Kayla, tell me this, like you, you live obviously uh, in a, in an interesting place that, that isn't like a lot of the other States that we live in. And maybe we could say that people up there maybe are a little bit more old school Mm -hmm. than maybe in an LA in a Dallas. Right. So what, what do you see as some of the big like misconceptions of what people see social media as? Wonderful question, because I think that when you're from a smaller town, there's this thought of maybe be more private, be keep to yourself because everybody knows everything otherwise. Mm. Right. Yeah. So, you know, you had used this word before and it was whimsical and you had said social media is kind of seen as whimsical. And I feel like when you're in a small town, people think that you should, you know, you don't need to rely on, on that. Why, why do you need to put everything out there? Yeah. What people don't realize is the reach that you have when you use that thing in your hand and you can come into people's homes on the thing in their hand, the phone, and yeah. people get to know you and like you and feel like you've known them for years. So I think there's that misconception that you don't need to do that. What's the, what's the big deal, but people are missing the fact that it's a huge piece to connecting with individuals all over the globe. 100%. And you, you use the word connecting and we talked before we hit record about, I I think another misconception, right? Is that people just need to be posting, 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 posting. And then when you're done posting, post more and and it's just all about consuming people's timelines when what you're incredible at is using it to truly connect with people. And so what, what does that look like for you? I love that. So when you see individuals posting or people liking your stuff, that's one thing. But for me, I use social media as a way for, as we sometimes say, virtual hugs virtual yeah. handshakes. Um, it's not cold calling or reaching out randomly to people. Hi. And, and having to introduce yourself and tell people who you are, people that are following you get to know you organically, but they don't just get to know Kayla, the mortgage meteorologist or the lender. They're getting to know Kayla as a person. They're getting yeah. to know my stories, my struggles, my triumphs, my family, um, the fact that, you know, maybe I had pizza last night and it was the best from Costco, you know, they're, they're getting to know me before they even meet me. 
So what I love about that, you know, and I just had a coffee yesterday with a girl that I've never met. She's in my town, okay. never met her. And we, she asked me for coffee. She's a realtor. A lot of times it's the other way around. Yeah. But she's like, I feel like I know you, we should get together. So when we met, it was, it was hugs. It was like, I gotten to know yeah. you. And, oh, how is your baby? And, and you get to know people. And so for me, it's a much warmer way of connecting with people um, until you get to meet them face to face, or yeah. sometimes you never do meet face to face. You right. continue a virtual relationship, and that's okay. That that leads to business and relationships too. So, do you have a method with you? Know, obviously, the the connecting points for social is commenting on people's stuff, mm-hmm. being present in their DMs, replying to people's stories. Do you have a method for that, or? Do you just try to pop in there a couple times a day? Like, what does that look like for you? So I, I don't have an exact timing method, but I find that I'm the most creative in the morning or most ambitious. Okay. So it's quiet and I've got a dog on my lap and a cup of coffee. I am going through social media and I'm commenting. I try not to just like, why? Because likes get lost. Yeah. Comments get good. And I think um, I spoke on this at social con, but Think of when it's your birthday and someone comments, happy birthday, happy birthday. Yeah. But what if you got a text message from Kayla or a DM from Kayla of me singing to you? Happy yes. birthday to you. I try to stand out in that I care about you and I'm showing that I care. Yeah. So my method is more so just in the morning or when I have downtime and it's just not focusing on likes. It's focusing on commenting or DMs, or if someone follows me, I want them to know I see them. Um, if someone's liking my stuff a lot, you know, my my posts, my reels, I will send them a video and say, hey, I just want you to know I appreciate that. Because wow. I, and I do, awesome. and, and I see you. And that means a lot because we have friends or family that might not even like or comment on our stuff. So when you have a stranger do it, I don't know about you, Kyle, but that means the world and people are sharing something of mine. Yeah. And doing it frequently. It yeah, it's it's wild. I I love what you said. I I see you. Yeah. Right. I think right. Like there's that. I mean, we've all heard the quote, and who knows who actually said it originally, right? But people don't remember what you say. They don't remember what you do, but they remember the way you made them feel. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and in a world that is full of negativity, full of discouragement, full of mismet expectations and mismanaged dreams being seen by someone is absolutely massive. Mm-hmm. And so that's huge. It is. And I don't think people expect it. I don't think people expect to yeah. get a video. In fact, many times when I send someone a video and they start following me, they kind of, you know, recently I've had some um, other women lenders reach out and they, they follow me and I say, Hey, thanks for the follow. And I really mean it. I, I appreciate that. Uh, and when I do that, Wow. The, the amount of words that come back to me are, I love your content. I'm inspired by you. And wow, that gives me a glow. And yeah. now I feel like we know each other even more and they've seen me. So I just don't think people expect it. No, it's you. I wrote it down. Do, do what they don't expect. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we can't always do that with our content, No, but we can do that with our actions Mm-hmm. By the way, we interact in the comments and show up in their in their DMs. Uh, it's it's huge. So how? Because you you post a lot of different content, mm-hmm. and so do you 
do you create pillars of content? Like, do you have like your four things that basically everything flows out of? What, what does that look like for you? Yeah, I think that defining your pillars is so important because, um, and, and changing out those pillars based on, on your experience. So for me, obviously I'm going to be speaking on, on lending or the real estate market. Yeah. Pillar two for me is always going to be probably my dogs. Why? Okay. Because I'm obsessed and I love dog rescue. So yeah. you'll see that in my stories. You'll see that occasionally. Um, third is a little bit of one. It's real estate, but it's my lake home because we're, okay. we're modeling it and doing it. And people love the befores and afters. But the fourth one is tied to that one. And that's relaxation, rest, me working out, seeing Kayla outside yeah. of everything um, and the things that make me me. So I kind of cycle between those. Um, yeah. as much as I, can. I wanna. Yeah, I think I could. I think we could tell. I could tell you the story right now. So we rescue our dogs too, and so Parker is a Chawini. So <laughs> she's a super cute little dog, unlike your dogs that can eat her. <laughs> and and so <laughs> I I was teaching a webinar last year with about four hundred mortgage lenders on it. And I told a story about our dog. And so in the chat, everybody starts saying, we want to see your dog. We want to see your dog. Well, I typically am kicking our dog out of my office. So when I yelled for her to come in, I think it freaked her out. And so I I go to pick her up. She pees all down the side of me. And, and nobody knows, right? Because they can only see like her face. And so I have this, you know, the way our inner dialogue works, where like, I can feel like I just talked to myself for 30 minutes, Mm -hmm. but it was really two seconds. Mm -hmm. And so I had this whole dialogue of like, do I want to tell them that this happened? Do I pretend like it didn't happen? I mean, like I'm covered in pee. There's a pull of it on the floor of my office. My office is now stinking. And And I had this moment of like, how do I teach people how to be authentic and fake this moment? Mm -hmm. And so I told him, I was like, guys, thanks a lot. Like I, and I show them, like, you can see the the stain (laughs) on my shirt. And, and to this day, I'll have random lenders that are like, man, I just want to tell you, I met you on that webinar where your dog peed on you. And I've never forgot it. Right. The the moment's authentic. It's real. It's raw. And they get to know you. And then how you react and how that was a real moment and you didn't try to cover it up. <laughs> and, and it's, so th- this is really like what I'm always preaching to people is, is figuring out how do we have those moments on social media, right? Where people can experience us in a super real way. And so for you, like when, when you think about video, mm-hmm. how do you help? Because I know in your market, you're crushing it. I, I, I doubt there's anybody doing video better than you. In, in your market. And so I'm sure realtors are, are reaching out to you at times asking you for help. Mm-hmm. What is your advice to them when, when they're just struggling mm-hmm. and they're seeing what you're doing? They don't think that's possible for them, mm-hmm. but they want to try. Like, how do you encourage them through that? You know, I have actually been invited into brokerages to talk about it. Yeah. And the last one I went into I just said, I said, let's take out your phones. Let's try it because so many people don't even know how to start. Right. So I just said, tell everybody what day, you know, tell everybody what day it is and what the weather's like. Just do for 10 seconds and just try it. But I also said, 
you know, you're nothing's going to be perfect and it shouldn't be because you are going to make every excuse ever and say, you're a perfectionist. You're going to say, Oh, it's not perfect. No, you're scared. You're scared to post it. So post it because when you show people, you no matter what, um, what you're doing. And if, if you're failing or if you're flubbing your words, when you are, you know, being a failure as they might think, You're actually allowing people to relate because to err is human and those flaws attract other people. And so whenever I posted something or had an error, I will have people engage with me and be like, oh my goodness, I feel the same way. Oh, that happened to me too. Thank you for being relatable. So my advice is post anyway, just hit the button and just see where it goes because you'd be how many people can see you as a human and not just some type of video every single time. So dig a little bit deeper with me and because you do, I love that you teach social media classes to, mm-hmm. to realtors in, in North Dakota. Mm-hmm. What, what are a couple of like the big takeaways that you hope people have when, when they leave your class? You know, I was invited, invited into one brokerage to teach on reels. And I walked in and I had everything ready. And I said, we're not going to talk about reels right now. We're going to talk about the reasons why we're going to talk about what you're going to post, because the reason that you get stuck is you don't even know your pillars. You don't even know your audience. So what I teach is that, and it's the course is called content to conversations that your content that you're Mm. creating is what's leading to these conversations. So we talk about the big things of, like you said, what are your pillars? Who is your audience? Why are you posting? And what's your goal with this? Is it leads, followers, listings? What's the goal? And then break that down. And then I tell them, just try cycling that in and out. But I also teach about engagement because it's not just about the reels. It's not just about that. But when people do comment, what do you say back? When you are out scrolling, are you engaging? Because you can't just post, post, post and not engage with anybody. So I teach, you know, the pillars, the reasons why digging into what am I going to talk about? We talk about, you know, you know, what am I going to put in this? What is that exactly? Is that going to look like engagement? And then at the end, we did a reel at the end. I said, okay, now that, you know, and I felt like people were lighter. They're like, oh, I could talk about this. I could talk about my kids. I could talk about my dog. And they felt lighter even in the moment. It's huge. And I, I, I might steal that. I'll give you credit at least a couple times until okay. I decide that it, you know, I'm just going to make it my own. Um, Cause I love that content. What'd you say? Content to conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's awesome. Yep. So <laughs> when, when you're doing your reels, do you, are you planning them out in advance? And if so, how far, or are you just in the moment or both? What, what does that look like for you? I might be, you know, the, minority here, but I just go on the day I go yes. on because here's the thing. There are days where I am motivated or something's really on my mind that I want to get out. Um, yeah. we have, you've probably heard of all those loan level pricing adjustments that came out in the news recently. Well, guess yeah. what? I was, I was packing up. It was Friday, ready to go to the lake. I'm finishing up some files. And I thought, 
I need to get ahead of this. I need to do a reel on this. And so there are times where I might run into scenarios or news news that has come out, or maybe there's a new loan product. Um, but for me, it's what I'm feeling in the moment. And I try to take what I've learned that day. Let's say a client um, tried to use cash for down payment. I will, I'm like, oh yeah, that's great. The, People can learn from this. So I try to base my content on what I'm experiencing in my mortgage world that day. And let's be honest, it changes daily and no scenario is the same. So I've got tons of content that comes out of just a day. Um, So I might record batch like four videos that day. And at least it's there so that when I'm ready to post, all I need to do is edit it and hit that button. I love it. It there's this weird phenomenon that when like, if you and I are having coffee and I say something to you and you go, I was just about to ask you that mm-hmm. this weird thing happens that all of a sudden I'm smarter because I read your mind. I peeked into the future mm-hmm. and I said what you wanted me to say before you wanted me to say it. And so I think when you said, I need to get ahead of this, mm-hmm. The, the wires that you're paying attention to where all this mortgage knowledge is coming down the pipes, the average consumer is probably getting that information days later. Mm-hmm. So the, the reason I'm, I'm really harping on this, guys, is if you will get ahead of this, start creating that content, when the consumer goes, whoa, what is this new 40-year loan product? Mm-hmm. What? Kayla's already done a video about it. It just solidifies you as the expert of all experts because you've already given them the answer for the question they don't even know they have yet. You're spot on. And guess what? If you're the first to share that info and get ahead of that, they're probably going to share your video to their story. But then once they start seeing, you know, a hundred other people, realtors or lenders doing this, they're like, oh, I've already posted on that. So you're getting ahead of it. You're being seen, seen as the expert, but also when they share that, other people that follow them are seeing that too. Yep. So good. Just yeah. last night, I, I'm recording the audio uh, for my book. And I don't know what I'm doing, right? I'm just doing what my editor told me to do. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to record four chapters tonight. Mm-hmm. And so I recorded one, but I went live on my Facebook page. Then I recorded another one and went live on Instagram. Then I recorded another one and went live on TikTok. And I was just like, hey, guys, here's behind the scenes look at like how this works. Mm -hmm. And I was so shocked at how many shares it got when there was zero purpose. Uh It was just interesting, maybe to somebody. Mm -hmm. But it just reminds me of like, we just have to hit the button Mm -hmm. and just continue to try things. You never know who it's going to hit or touch or who it's going to. You never know. No. And there are times where you're like, this doesn't even, this isn't relevant. This isn't the, my best post. And those are the ones that will just hit everybody. Right. Because they're in the moment or they're real or they're raw. And, and yep. you just never know. So what are you doing to prepare for like, what's next? Are you leaning into AI? Are, are you j- trying to get better at re- like at reels? Like, is there something specific that you're like, man, I, I need to keep up in the ante of this? I think that we could say this. If we would have looked back 10 years ago, five years ago, a lot of us would probably say, I wish I would have gotten into that sooner. So yeah. Instagram, I wish I would have gotten into sooner. So in my head, I think 
I'm probably going to feel this way about something else. So even at social con, they were talking about lemonade and I was Googling lemonade, not realizing it was eight. (laughs) What is this thing? But I put it in my phone to do so because I knew I needed to look into it. I have been telling myself, look into YouTube shorts, but I feel like, um, if, if someone is listening to this thinking, how am I going to, you know, be able to follow all of these different platforms and keep up? I would just, I would suggest staying with Instagram for now because it seems to encompass everything. You yeah. got the stories like Snapchat, you can, you can DM like Facebook, uh, the reels like TikTok. And so I would say lean into something, one thing right now, but don't get stuck in that. So for me to prepare for my next, I'm, yes, I'm leaning into AI and playing around with that. I'm leaning into YouTube. I'm, I'm starting to kind of feel it out, but I have to say, I need to spend five minutes a day doing that because otherwise yeah. I won't do it all. Just spend a, spend a couple right. minutes just looking into it, no matter what platform. And so for me, it's YouTube and just learning more about Instagram. I love it. I think that's great. What is your last, as we kind of, we kind of land this plane. What would be your last piece of advice that you would just give to to whoever's listening that they they just haven't truly made that commitment to to doing this consistently? Mm-hmm. It's never too late. It's good. I think that we say someone's already done it. There's people already doing it. You walk into a grocery store and there's 17 different kinds of soaps or what have you. Clearly there's a, they're all doing okay. If they're still on the shelves, my recommendation is it's never too late. You're never too old. You're never too young. Try it. I mean, we like going back to social con, we saw some people on stage that had just started and they're blowing up. And and I would challenge people to just ask yourself, why are you doing it? Because the why typically will lead you to, Oh, financial freedom, because that's going to lead to business, et cetera. But don't get caught up in I'm too late. It would be my, my biggest. So good. Mm-hmm. I love that. Kayla, how do people find you on the internet? <laughs> you can Google me, but um, the best way to reach me or find me is my Instagram. And that's Kayla calendar mortgage. And it's calendar is spelled with a K K L L A N D E R. Got it. Calendar mortgage, and it has all of my links to my digital business card and every way to get a hold of me. I love it. Thank you for being on here with me. I know how crazy busy you are. And so it was an absolute honor to have you today. Well, thank you because I feel like I I owe you one because it was an honor to sit with you today, Kyle. Thank you. Well, you know, one day, hopefully, we're going to put this out here in public that. We're going to do something in North Dakota. Yeah. I just got invited to go up to Idaho. That's kind of closer to where you are. You're getting there. Yeah. I mean, so I'm inching my way. Okay. Hop, skip and a jump away. You can do it. But I don't want to come up to where you are in the winter. (laughs) We'll make sure it's in the summer when it's okay. Good. Okay, great. (laughs) Thank you. So we have like a month there, that a month window. (laughs) One little window. Okay. Well, we're going to figure this out, but seriously, you're amazing. Thank you for all you do. Thank you for how you love and serve people. And I, I can't wait for, for people to experience this podcast. Thank you, Kyle. I appreciate you. Guys, you heard it here. It is never too late. So turn this episode off after you go leave me a review, please. And go do something. We'll be back next week. 
with a cool person with an even cooler story. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Social Media Mindset Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please go follow and reach out to my guest. Also, please consider sharing and leaving a review wherever you consume this content because this is the world we live in and your review online for others to see is invaluable for the success of this show. And remember, you're amazing. Talk to you soon.